0: Hi, it's Brian, your lunatic friend. I'm telling my story of Jesus and music in 1985, and just a couple of weeks away from nothing, I was offered a contract and signed with Light Records. So I guess I'm doing a record and right when I'm all out of songs. Funny how when it came to songwriting, I felt like I was tapped out. And I thought to myself, where am I? Six months ago, I was ready to be committed to an institution, and the more I thought about that, the more I could see there is two ways to look at the same word. Committed. You can commit suicide, or you can commit your life to Christ, either way- you're turning your life and your will over to something bigger than yourself. My greatest disappointments came from living under the illusion that I was in control of anything. Sure, God gave us dominion over things, but you're still not God, and apparently I wasn't happy about that. I resented God for making me needy, because it doesn't make me look good, but it turns out there's only one way forward, and that is to be on God's side, and it was time for me to revisit his purpose and his plans. I was taking my musical cues from Stray Cats when I wrote Have Yourself Committed, and I wasn't even in the studio when I started. Of that song just started humming boom, doom do have yourself committed i couldn't believe how lighthearted hearted that was in spite of the fact that i was revisiting the basic premise of the gospel because the judge has found you guilty and you're sure to do the time so have yourself committed or be dying for the crime looking back at the songs now it was like starting over from scratch in the middle of my life or maybe it was like halftime in a game i'm not winning so it makes sense when i wrote maybe this time and i wrote it with ben mendoza another starving musician he was working at home depot i had come back for the third time because because I still didn't have the right part for a project that I was doing at home. And I started to realize that this would have taken a lot less time if I had gotten advice from an authority in the first place. In the bridge I sing, I don't want to take another step without you. Musically, this was eight note, easy to play keyboard parts. It has the pace of We Built This City by Jefferson Starship. I didn't really like the song, but I liked the music. And the song is about revisiting your past and remembering what was good. And I sing, maybe this time is the last time on this merry go Around. That might have been short-sighted. But it would lead to a song called So Far So Good. Then it occurred to me if committed could have two meanings, adding one word to a sentence could change your perspective. And I would write a song called Darkness Is Falling. And toward the end, I sing Darkness is Falling Through. You might not notice, but I was writing songs mostly starting with the bass lines. You had do doo And from the other song, Bom And now I decided to do a sing along song that I could teach the audience. It started with Boom boom. It was called liveem on the Bright Side. And you can see the progression of songs from there. I would go on to write, Well, I come to find out you're everything I needed. Whoa! And another song, Sweep me away and talk to me gently again. And then to make sure that you knew I wasn't a newbie, I wrote a song about an invitation I got inviting me to my 10-year reunion. And just the reminder that you've been out of high school that long is enough to depress you for a week. With the writing of Last Graduation, I now had eight songs for a record. Gary Whitlock was the A&R director at Light Records. And after hearing my songs, he liked them. But he says, man, you really need to have a ballad on here. Well, that was depressing. I was trying to stay as young as possible and slowing down didn't seem like the right thing to do. I had this deep fear of turning into Barry Manilow and I noticed I was afraid to lose the audience if I played a slow song but at the record company's insistence I wrote a song about my first son. It came pretty easy because 10 years out of high school now I had a kid and the first lines were I see the pages fall from the calendar like leaves falling from the trees. And when you know it, the song A Child's Love would be the most air-playable song on the record. It was Dino Elefante who produced the last record for Sweet C that introduced me to Larry Brown, suggesting that he could be the producer. I took one look at his credits, and the first thing I noticed that he had engineered and mixed Tower of Power's live album. And that was all the endorsement I needed, and we would track most of the album at Pachyderm Studios, Dino and John Elefante's place. And the best thing ever is that Larry got Tower of Power to come play on the record. Larry would also bring in his friend Dennis Brown. I didn't know it at the time, but they were doing all the music for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They were both learning the new technology, which meant sound samples and drum machines. I had a cheap version of a drum machine, but Dennis Brown had a Lin 9000. And back in the day, we thought we were cutting edge. But who knew that the modern sound would make you sound dated 20 years later? But let me just say, there's one thing that never gets old. The background vocal stacks, brought to me by my friend Bob Carlisle to multi-track recording, Bob would always say, give me six tracks and get out of the room. And he would sing down all the harmony parts on different tracks. And when you put them together and double them, they were stunning. Sometimes I go back and hear those songs just to listen to his work. I would also bring Randy Thomas in from my old band to do some guitar solo work. Because when he does a guitar solo, he doesn't wing it. No, he maps it out. There's nothing willy-nilly about Randy Thomas's guitar solos. He takes the melody and the chord structure and makes a work of art out of a solo. I don't remember much now about being. in the studio, maybe because it was the same studio that we recorded perfect timing in, and all of that runs together in my mind now. The only thing I remember vividly was that migraine headache that I had, singing the backside of Have Yourself Committed, where I'm screaming like a crazy van, but I'm supposed to be happy, but I'll just tell you, it was the worst headache I've ever had. It was also the first song we put the horns on, and I remember standing on the sidewalk out front of the studio, waiting for the Tower of Power horn section to show up for the session, and they pulled up in a 1962 Chevy Impala lowrider. And it wasn't fancy either. It was a beater. And I remember thinking, man, some of the best talent in the world doesn't show up in a limousine. It spoke to me of a different kind of humility, where you let your talent speak for itself, and you arrive unassuming. And after that, I would never feel the need to show up with an entourage. I figured if you needed all the pomp and circumstance, you were probably trying to make up for a lack of talent. It kind of reminds me of a scripture in Proverbs. Chapter 25, verse 6. Don't boast in the presence of a king, or promote yourself by taking a seat at the head of the table pretending that you're someone important better to have the king say come sit here at the head of the table kind of reminds me of that bob uger commercial at a baseball game sitting close to the field where the usher says you're in the wrong seat buddy and bob says oh i must be in the front row I had no visions of grandeur doing an album. I'd done a lot of them before, but my biggest worry was standing alone on a stage and trying to hold people's attention, because now I'd be doing it by myself. But it was a new time where drum machines and programmed bass lines were acceptable. In my old band, I always played from stage left, and no one counted on me to say anything profound. I was finding a new sense of insecurity. But I would come to find out that I had more help than I thought I did, and I'd never have known that if I had not been needy. Thanks for supporting Jesus and Music in the old days on nutshellsermons.com.